It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about an updated Syracuse book and a close win for the Orange. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is post-standard columnist and author Bud Poliquin. Bud, thanks so much for being on today. Well, this is uh, quite a quite a, uh, a thrill, quite a quite a delight. Thanks for having me on. Sure, uh, Bud. Title of your updated book is Tales from the Syracuse Orange Locker Room. What are some of the topics of your updated stories from the last 10 years? Well, just, just to back you up, just to let folks know what's going on here. This book originally came out, a version of this book originally came out in 2003 following their national championship with Carmelo Anthony. And uh, great, so the book is out, people buy it, they read it, they put it on their coffee tables, they forget about it, whatever they want to do. And <clears throat> 10 years go by. 10 fairly glorious years, and they asked me if I want to kind of redo the back end of the book and kind of uh, let's, let's put the book out again and let's update the thing and so on and so forth. So I said, fine. So their job, their task for me was to, um, to add on to what already was there, and I had a wide choice. As you well know, a lot has happened in these 10 years, including these last five, I mean, Jim Beheim has averaged 30 wins a year over these last five. So I think we're sitting in the glory years of Syracuse basketball, believe it or not. And uh, I think these last 10 years between the, the, the big six overtime game in, in, in um, Bassett Square Garden and uh, Wesley Johnson coming here and them going to Atlanta and so on and so forth, it, there was a lot to choose from. You have so many great short stories in this book, and I know it's going to be hard for you to pick because there are so many, and so many of them are so great, but what are some of your favorites from this book? Well, you know, I, I got a kick out of, uh, I don't know why I would pick this of, of all of them, and this is absolutely off the top of my head, that this, that's the truth of the matter, uh, and that is that um, I, I got a kick out of, there was a center some time ago named Bill Smith, <laughs> you know? Now, Bill Smith, love this story. come on, that, yeah, that's got to be the, the, most, um, uh, the most boring, the most bland name ever, the most forgettable name you could ever uh, hope to, to, to pull out. And yet Bill Smith ended up being this terrific center for Syracuse who almost nobody remembers. You know, when you talk about the centers, you're talking about Roosevelt Bowie and so on. You're not really mentioning Bill Smith. And he, he ended up having a, a terrific career here a very much under-the-surface career, beneath-the-surface career, and he actually went into the NBA and played a few years in the NBA. So I had a kick out of catching up with this guy, Bill Smith, who is quite happy to be something of, of, uh, of a guy embraced through time as a guy with the name of Bill Smith might be. And, and the other thing that I enjoyed was catching up with people who tried to guard Calvin Murphy back in the glorious day. <laughs> uh, you know, Calvin Murphy might have been the quickest human being ever to step on a basketball court at five foot nine out of Niagara. And to hear some of these soul Syracuse guys talk about what it was like to guard this guy, to try to stay with this guy, that, that was kind of fun for me too because I was, an, I was always a Calvin Murphy guy. So now let's narrow that focus um, to the last 10 years since you've updated the book. Do you have a favorite story in the last 10 years that you've really enjoyed telling and enjoyed writing about? Well, 
you know, like like a lot of people, uh, I, I think I was taken with uh, Jerry McNamara. Sure. Uh, during those ten years, um, he, he's nowhere near nowhere near being the best player that Syracuse has ever produced. But he probably is the most embraced, the most beloved, the most popular player that Syracuse has ever produced. And when you think of it. Going back to Dave Bing and beyond, and, and you talk about all the great players that you've had here, and to think that this might be the most popular player, and it's somehow documentable because of all those tickets that were sold and all those buses that drove up from Scranton along Route 81 on those cold winter nights, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, the, 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 the signature time in Jerry McNamara's career, and a glorious career it was, was, of course, that that uh, Big East tournament run that he had. So I kind of enjoyed, you know, living, reliving that, although it certainly wasn't that long ago that it was, it was hard to relive. But sitting down with Jerry and having him go through those games, game by game by game, and in some instances shot by shot, that, 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 I enjoyed that. I guess I enjoyed that. That was definitely one of the most enjoyable stories um, where you go through, as you said, game by game, just talking to him and, and kind of the, the great background you developed, too, about leading up to the week, how that poll was conducted. I thought that was definitely one of the best stories there. Uh, uh, Bud, we'll get you out of here on this one. Let's talk about the current team now, this year's team, 2013-2014. Number two team in the country, still undefeated on the season, but they struggled a little bit against Miami. I wanted to get your thoughts on this year's team. Well, you know, as I look at this, t you know, in this town of late, um, there, there's kind of a Final Four or bust mentality over the last few years. And we might even be sneaking to that point where, hey, if you don't win the national championship, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and, and, and I'm looking at this team, and I don't think that this team is a classic NCAA championship contender. I just don't think it's that. However... We're dealing in, in, a, in a fragmented college basketball world made so by all the early defections to the NBA. This is a good year to be this Syracuse University basketball team because I don't think the field is that strong, and yet Syracuse does have enough stuff with the Tyler Ennises and the Jeremy Grants and the, and the, and the C.J. Fairs. And importantly, if they hold serve, if they continue to do what they're doing, they're going to get their opening games in Buffalo, and they're going to get their Eastern Regional in Madison Square Garden, and that's going to be tantamount to four uh, quasi-home games. I think if they hold serve and they could just kind of hold their place as being the creme de la creme of the East, then I, I think they have a great shot, I mean a great shot, of getting to the Final Four in Dallas, even if it's not what I think is a true classic over the arc of time championship level team. Bud, thanks so much for joining us. Again, Bud Poliquin, columnist and author of Tales from the Syracuse Orange Locker Room. Get it on Amazon.com today. Bud, again, thanks so much. We'll speak with you soon. Uh, terrific. I enjoyed it very much. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to be joined by Bud Poliquin. Again, if you haven't seen this book before, you got to go out and get it and read it. A must for any Syracuse Orange basketball fan. I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, always a pleasure to talk to you. Same here, Wes. Trying to stay warm like all of us in the Northeast today. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad, uh, let's, let's segue right into it because Syracuse was a little bit cold from the field in their matchup with Miami over the weekend. 
Are you in the glass half full or glass half empty crowd when it comes to watching this game? I'm certainly in the glass half full uh, crowd with the number two orange. Look, Syracuse is the number two ranked team in the country. Is a mantle is some is a trophy for somebody's mantle. That being the opposing teams now in the ACC this season, everyone's going to be shooting for the second ranked team and the top team in the ACC at this point. So I certainly think, if anything, it showed the resilience of the Orange in the second half comeback to do what they had to do to eke out that first win in ACC play. Is that how Syracuse is eventually going to fall, slow down the game like Miami did, play 2-3 zone, essentially get into a, a game in the 40s that may not even get into the 50s like it was 49-44? Is that the formula to beat the Orange this year? Well, if Syracuse doesn't hit outside shots and the opponent does, that's certainly going to be one formula that they go down to defeat. And certainly if teams do control the tempo. But I think if you look at the box scores so far in the games this season, there has not been a game where both bad shooting and bad free throw shooting have occurred. We've known in the past where Syracuse has shot well in a game but missed free throws. The Temple game a year ago comes to mind. But uh, that hasn't happened so far this year. So I think it's going to take a combination of a team that's red hot from its outside shooting, Syracuse having a poor shooting game, and the opposing team controlling the tempo. One note to take away from the game, Daywan Coleman suffers a knee injury. He's out. He'll probably be back soon, but Syracuse seems to be getting a lot more from Rakeem Christmas. Is this the season where we see Rakeem Christmas starting to realize some of that unbelievable talent that he has? I think it is after three years. We've talked in the past how Jim Beheim and his staff have been great in developing players over a three- or four-year period when they play for the Syracuse program. And I think Rakeem Christmas is going to be Exhibit A moving forward for the rest of this season. I think you can see his confidence has gotten better. Uh, his contributions in, in clutch situations only can help improve that confidence. And I think he realizes that with a man down in Coleman, he's got to step up. And I think we're going to see good things out of Christmas the rest of the way. Brad, let's switch for a little bit to football. I want to close the loop on the season because we've been talking so much about the football team throughout our podcast. You correctly predicted a win for Syracuse in the Texas Bowl against a very quality Big Ten opponent in Minnesota. Three bowl wins in four years now. Syracuse football has reestablished itself. What does it mean for this team going forward now? Time to take the next step up, and that's to get into the top 25 polls. You know, it's amazing to me, Wes, Syracuse hasn't been ranked since 2001, an eternity for a program with the orange reputation. So the next step for Scott Schaefer and company, move this program into the top 25. I'm not saying to be in the top 10 right away, but get into the top 25 voting, because once you do that, your name's in that poll every week. And it certainly can't help from a promotion and recruiting standpoint. And it's the logical next step that the Orange need to take. Brad, we're right at the end of our show, and we're going to go out of order a little bit. I'm going to give my closing thoughts first. They're going to be on the Syracuse lacrosse team. Brad, we're 19 days away from the first 2014 lacrosse scrimmage. Hands down the best lacrosse conference ever in NCAA history. You have Duke. You have Virginia, you have Notre Dame, you have Syracuse. All in one conference, it's going to be a heck of a year, as you wrote about in your weekly Orange Watch column yesterday. Brad? It's going to be really close, teams one through six, and two good teams aren't going to make the ACC tournament. Amazing. Brad, what are your closing thoughts? My closing thoughts, a little bit away from a Syracuse team today, but I will tie it together. 
and they are to say rest in peace to the great baseball broadcaster Jerry Coleman. When I was a junior at the Newhouse School way back when, I won't give the date, but my <laughs> summer internship was with the broadcaster with the San Diego Padres, and Jerry Coleman was that broadcaster. He was the best mentor and boss that a summer intern could ever have. And just listen to the great life that this man had, Wes. He was uh, 89, years, 89 years old when he passed away this past weekend, 71 of those years in baseball. Wow. He was the only major league player to, to uh, serve in two wars, World War II and the Korean War. He combined for over 130 pilot missions as a Navy pilot. And he was the manager of the Padres in 1980, and for 50 years he was a broadcaster in baseball. Just an incredible life, an incredible human being. And the tie-in is, as I got that internship from the Newhouse School after my junior year, I had to find a way to get out to San Diego, and I met a fellow Syracuse media member who was moving out to San Diego that summer, met him in Chicago, and he and I drove out to San Diego. And that person that was my road uh, comrade for that trip was none other than your preceding guest on this program, Bud Pollock. <laughs> That is a great story, Brad. What, uh, first off, what an amazing life that he lived, and, and great to tie it into our guest today, Bud Poliquin. Absolutely. Jerry Coleman, RIP. So that's it for us. For Brad Bierman, this is Wes Chang reminding you that when you have a fat friend, there are no seesaws, only catapults. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.